0: Hello and welcome to a Podcast Box Set Binge the Bible from Seven Vineyard. My name is Bern Lecky. I'm joined today by Owen Lynch. Hi, Owen. Hi, Bern. We have both started on a big journey listening through the entirety of the Bible in a year. Has it started well for you?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, I actually listened to uh, Luke 1 to 14 at 1.75 speed, <laughs> which um, uh, someone said to me uh, how pleased they were that I said that because uh, I think they thought that they wanted to. To do that as well but um <laughs> they felt a bit bad about doing it at that speed but i was like no it's about listening to it you know and fitting it into your life
0: isn't it so i absolutely agree i i'm so glad that you shared that and gave us all permission to do that i i, I know that i will do that when i get to numbers and the <laughs> probably but uh but no dive right in it's that's like the natural reading speed and i think the whole point of of listening and at, at whatever speed is to make it sort of flow over us and and be part of life rather than something that we have to feel we sit down and study in massive detail as if bible and study had to go together every time we look at the bible so i think we're going to find that we get things out of it that we've not experienced before but let's put that to the test yes and we've been thinking about how we think about the Bible, what it's made us feel and what it might be moving us to do, to think about doing differently or or look into uh, doing next.
1: That's a great way of shaping this, Ben. What are your thoughts on the passage we've been reading, Luke
0: 1 to 14? I've been thinking a lot about who this was for. Luke has been addressing Everybody, and outsiders in particular, are included. I'm really excited about that.
1: Can you explain what you mean by outsiders?
0: Yeah, because the Jewish religion was for insiders, and still very much is in some ways. For Jews only, you mean? Yeah. To to be accepted into participation in Jewish rituals, you had to be part of the family, essentially. And people would have to prove that they were part of the family and show where their ancestry linked with recognised Jewish ancestors. This made it kind of interesting but exclusive in the time of Jesus. And around Israel, there were people who were interested in God who were loving the idea of a big God – that wasn't just a local god or a specialist god, but they didn't fully have access to it. And I'm fascinated by the way Luke starts the story, addressing it to a, a lover of God, Theophilus, and starts telling him about lots of very Jewish people, like Zechariah the priest. And lots of people, I think, who are in this story would have had all their hopes in priests, or in the law, or in religion, or in the ceremonies and the things that Jews did around the temple. And they were probably wondering how they could get access and what difference that could make if they could access all that. So I think Luke's very interesting starting that story from that perspective. But then there's a twist, massive twist. He says, effectively, there's a point to all this religion, and it's to point to something else the religious people are and including john the baptist are pointing to a messiah it's almost like luke is saying the whole point of this religion up to this point was to point to something else something that it would produce but luke traces jesus's family tree not just back to father abraham to prove he was jewish but all the way back to adam and all the way back to god i thinking as he's doing that, he's saying that this Jewish hope is in something which is really in everyone's family tree. We're all part of this family tree. Luke's saying this is for everyone. So I'm amazed by that. What are you thinking there, Owen? What I was prompted
1: to think about was the way in which Luke presents Jesus as challenging the authority. Jesus um, came into conflict. Uh, with the traditional sources of authority, you mentioned the priests. Uh, there were the teachers of the law, the the Pharisees, and there were the priests, um, and indeed, of course, there were the secular leaders at the time, Pontius Pilate and Herod, and so forth. And 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 I think that Luke seems to present Jesus as challenging the authority of these these people, um, but also challenging the authority. Uh, sorry, not challenging the authority, but suggesting that Jesus has authority over the natural world. You know, some of the miracles of uh, multiplication of food, or you know, the kind of uh, calming of the of the storm. Also, Luke seems to present Jesus as having authority over spiritual beings, and we, there's the uh, famous story of Jesus uh, uh, sending demons into a into a herd of pigs, uh, and then them rushing down the hillside and drowning in the lake, and um, So this is this idea that Luke is suggesting that Jesus has authority over all other powerful things that we think have authority over us, which I find quite interesting.
0: That's awesome, isn't it? Yes. Now, I think it's good for us to explore not just what we think about the Bible, but to be very conscious about how we're feeling. Um, Not every... Uh, Bible scholar thinks feelings are, are the best place to go and mine in, in terms of interpreting the Bible. But I disagree simply because I think feelings are part of who we are. And I think God wants to engage all of who we are. So how does that make you feel when you think about this this idea that Jesus has this massive overarching authority?
1: I think it's reassuring. I'm reassured that this person whom I have a faith in, a trust in, has more power and authority than any other source of power or authority that's really reassuring makes me feel comfortable Uh, i don't know if you do this ben but i'll wake up sometimes at five in the morning and my mind will be you know thinking through all of the things that are on my mind um and it literally is everything it's amazing how your brain works isn't it um and sometimes i need to get up out of bed just walk around for a moment then get back into bed and go back to sleep again but invariably in that at five o'clock moment my, my thoughts will turn to jesus in the midst of a, a sort of irrational anxiety that's kind of floating around my mind and that settles me and why is that well that's because i've got this trust that god is bigger jesus is bigger than all of the challenges that face me and more importantly that that jesus loves me and it has my best interests at heart and works for my well-being and that's reassuring. So actually, this the, the, the observation that you know that, that Luke is trying to demonstrate here that Jesus has authority over all things that have power over us mm. is
0: quite reassuring. Makes me feel quite comfortable. I, I can I can see that, and I feel that too. And uh, actually, that makes me think as well of the relationship that parents and children uh, can have, and 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 like one of the most important things that parents can do is make children know and feel that they're loved and lots of things can then happen yeah. in terms of sort of development and and challenge even uh in a in a in a loving atmosphere and and i get this mixture from jesus that he's the 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 child of father god but also parenting followers and leading followers in a in a in a way that is that mixture of making sure everyone knows they're loved but also making sure everyone knows actually there's more to life and there's potential to stretch into and 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 god loves us massively and has things in store for us that are better than we knew and that's that that really gets me kind of excited but nervous at the same time do you, do you get that
1: yeah absolutely yeah
0: so uh, i think i think my feelings about reading these the these first 14 chapters i'm really excited about how consciously jesus is is setting out the thing that that what he's doing this kingdom of god thing that is rolling out is not just for an exclusive group of people it is for everyone it is inclusive hmm. and he goes and makes so many examples of people who were excluded for different reasons maybe because they weren't jewish but also maybe because they just didn't get things maybe because they were poor maybe because they were ill or uh, and, and for lots of reasons people could have felt like outsiders and felt they were just not on the track to getting all the best out of life and jesus comes along and and He's very thoughtfully, determinedly getting including people that make other people go, "What you mean them as well?" <laughs> uh, you know, and that's that. That for me is exciting. Now, the only reason why that doesn't feel a hundred percent blissful, and like, "Wow, this is just amazing, this is for everyone," is is I'm also struck by how in our culture, or certainly the way I see things, when you describe something as "this is for everyone" or "this is for you." yeah i'll come up with a brilliant idea for a you know for a weekend or something that we could do and i've and i've done it with you in mind it's a it's it's a special treat for you you would think well it's gonna just be all the things that you already like right you would think something that's made for you would work the way you want it to work and it would do all the things that you would like it to do jesus comes in with kind of a different idea and says actually this is for you, but it's also going to be challenging. It's going to start to challenge the way we we think about the world. It's going to change the way we make decisions or, or, or employ our instincts. It's going to make us really uncomfortable, actually, when we start to gr- grasp this idea that maybe the changes that are needed in the world to get rid of evil uh, aren't just about getting rid of you know stomping over evil people but do involve changes in me in my heart in the way i see things in the way i make decisions and, and judgments that's really uncomfortable and and it's even more uncomfortable trying to share that with someone else and say actually would you like to do that as well because it's because that's like a judgment isn't it It's like you're you need to change the way you see things mate but i think the the feeling is that that that, that i get is that well, it is a valid thing to share. That is what Jesus shared with everyone. And and specifically it's a challenge for me uh and and the way I process things uh too. So I'm feeling involved with that but also uh, challenged.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. So do you think that'll change your behavior in any way?
0: Yeah, I think it I mean I think it already is actually. Um we we well yeah. we've in got this way? uh big project on uh to to get some repairs done to our house and um, we were just thinking about kind of you know what, like how do we make the decision of where to where to spend quite a bit of money and um, on, on, on doing this and there there's one way to do it which is just to be pure consumer about it and just go for like what looks like the best deal for us and 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 you know who's got the most stellar reputation and and who where's the safest thing to do but I must admit this has also introduced the idea that maybe maybe there might be someone who looks a bit more like an outsider. Maybe there might be someone who's who actually, you know, would it would be a really good idea to invest in them and the people that they can employ and bring along. And that we might want to have more than one thing in mind when we think about what's the best way to deal with these resources. What are we really looking for to happen? Is it just mm-hmm. to fix our roof or is it to... Uh, you know to to employ some other people and have some good conversations and 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 see other good things happen i don't really know how to answer that question i don't want to be all kind of soppy about it either it's a genuine job that we've got to get done but um, i'm conscious from what jesus has shared about how we approach things in life and how we handle resources well that we want to do it in a kingdom way and not just in a way that feels right for us
1: yeah that's really cool and it's, and it's funny, isn't it? Because of course, you know, I know I asked you that question and you've been part of a church listening to people talk about the gospel for years and years and years. And the reality is, is that actually you've heard, probably heard Luke many, many times before, you've you've heard that aspect of the gospel spoken about, but th- there's a rhythm to life, isn't there? Where we keep coming back to similar things. And it, it it's like we don't fix something and then it's fixed forever, do we? We keep referring back to it. You know, there's a rhythm to our lives that... We have them flow and flow and it's good to reapply ourselves to some of the teachings of the gospel, which is why, of course, we continue to read and study and listen to the Bible.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. I think there's ongoing relevance to it. It's not just... It's, hmm. Jesus certainly addressed problems that were big 2,000 years ago. And when Luke was writing this gospel, it was probably very evident that there were... Huge crises happening around Jerusalem. It was probably around the time when the Romans kind of swept over it and knocked the temple down. And and Luke's putting together the account that helps people make sense of well, what's God doing? You know, in the middle of all this Mm. horrible drama and crisis, what's God doing? Can you find hope somewhere? Yes, you can. Look at this guy. He's 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 Mm. bringing a kingdom and and hope. Of, of a much much better world a much better way of life but the surprise is that well it wasn't arranged by us just you know getting a nice project plan together and being strong it was it's arranged by god showing us how to do things differently from from how we thought mm. and not just a small clique of people but potentially everybody and i, I find that absolutely awesome and uh, and still very much very very relevant today.
1: And I think, Ben, that that kind of reminds me that you know that Luke had an agenda when he was writing the gospel. Um, as you said, it was probably written around about the time that uh, the Romans destroyed Jerusalem and the temple. And actually, there would have been a purpose to Luke writing this. It wasn't it wasn't just uh, you know, uh, oh I think I'll just write a nice story about Jesus. There was a reason why he did it, and it's good to reflect on that, isn't it, as we as we read and continue to read. Because we're going to be reading not just the second half of Luke's book, but also Acts, which is called his second volume. It's written by the same guy.
0: Absolutely. So it's a continuing story, and I'm really looking forward to seeing well, first of all, how 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 does the gospel finish? There's a surprise ending spoiler alert uh, it involves the cross and and things that didn't people didn't see coming but we knew we know we know what's going to happen with hindsight that it wasn't just enough for jesus to talk about the kingdom of god or even just to do a few miracles and show people some power jesus is going to show the full extent of god's love and that is on the cross with his self-sacrifice and and i'm really really interested to kind of get back into sort of listening to how that's described in the gospels because lots of people have explanations quite simple explanations sometimes for yeah you know, this is why jesus died but i don't think that any one simple explanation for that is enough if you look at everything that 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 that's talked about in about it in scripture i think it's a really incredible super rich you know resonant kind of event and and there are as many explanations for it as as you might even dare to think there might be uh because it's a it's just like a defining mark in history it's a defining point in the universe so let's let's listen to what happened and then and then get into our thoughts and feelings about you know why did that happen why did that have to happen and then and then I love that Luke t- carries it on to what happened next and 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 as Acts of the Apostles unfolds I think that is a a story about how everything Jesus did then points to things that the Holy Spirit does in believers and the main thing it strikes me that how the Holy Spirit does in believers is change our minds about a whole bunch of stuff and, and the story of Acts is a story of God moving lots of people to change their minds. And that is really the coming of God's kingdom.
1: Loads to come then. We're looking forward to that. To join us for the next episode as we reflect on the second part of Luke and I think the first part of Acts? Yay! See you soon.